Peter, we've got to stop meeting like this. This I think is this fantastic. Is Three in weeks a in a row. There you go. Well, it is a pleasure to be back and talking health and well-being with you and one that's on everyone's mind at the moment, and that is after the year we've had, Christmas can be more stressful than ever this year, I think. Yeah, and I think we probably need to think of Christmas this year as actually maybe we change our thoughts about it. Maybe Christmas this year needs to be about thankfulness and being grateful and actually just making a conscious effort to slow, like just to really slow it all down because we have had a huge year. You're so right. Less about the presence and more about just being with loved ones. Being with loved ones, taking it easy and, you know, not putting pressure on ourselves that everything's got to be perfect, particularly on Christmas Day. Now, Peter, I guess first and foremost, what is stress? Well, look, stress is a natural phenomenon. Like, and it actually comes or stress our stress response rather because it's very much a subjective thing, stress. Like what might be stressful to you and cause your nervous system to turn on might not be stressful for me. So it's really important to get that, that like we all respond to stress, to to events differently. Like events are events, but it's our response to them is what determines whether our stress response turns on or whether it, it doesn't. And there's times where you're very obviously stressed. For example, when I flew on the weekend because I'm scared of flying. When we're coming in for landing, um, I felt sick. I had to put my head in my hands. I had to close my eyes. I wanted to cry. Yeah. Um, I was highly anxious. Oh, you poor thing. So, yeah, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> so that's in a high state of anxiety and stress. And, and yes. that's, I guess, the top end where you know we're going through something that is extremely stressful. But yeah. what we're finding is that people are carrying stress on a, a daily basis without even knowing about it. Well, I think um, so. The the stress response, our stress response, is comes from a primitive part of our brain. All animal species have that what we call that fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. So, and the fight or flight response um, simply is, or an analogy is, if you're in the jungle and you come across a tiger, it's that surge of adrenaline to wrestle the tiger or climb the nearest tree. Mm-hmm. But that stress response should turn on for 15 to 17 minutes and then turn back off again. But I think what ends up happening in our day-to-day world we're so often stressed that our nervous system instead of you know sitting at say five out of ten and then from there reacting to a stressful what we perceive as a stressful event and then turning back off our nervous system it's like someone's turned the volume up on the car radio yes until our stress response now is a seven or an eight all the time yeah okay and that's what i think is where stress that stress response can become really detrimental is when our nervous system is so much more turned on just for day-to-day activity. And for sure, like we can all have, we all have traumatic events that happen in our lives, you know, separation, someone passing away, like that's part and part of the human condition. But, and those events are stressful. Those events will cause us to react in a stressful, in that stress response. But um, I think the worst type of stress is this, what we call this chronic, unrelenting, unremitting, this pace of life that we've all got caught up on. And you were saying uh, before that we are, we're so busy these days. We constantly have things on. Uh, We're going from one place to the other. And that obviously contributes to stress because we've got so many balls in the air that we're trying to juggle. Yeah. And I think we've all gotten so used to living like that. Like I was somewhere the other day and the phone rang and you should have seen the number of people looking around desperately to see if it was their phone. And then the woman whose house was at, she literally ran. I've never seen her run before. She literally <laughs> ran to pick the phone up. Really? And I thought afterwards, I thought we've become, everything's become so urgent. Like yes. if a phone rings three rooms away and maybe if you're busy doing something, we don't necessarily have to 
They'll call back. Drop the baby and drop our lunch to go and race out and pick up the phone just because we're so in that urgent frame of mind. But what if someone wants to talk to me now? Remember when I'm a little bit older than you, when we were kids, we had no mobile phones. It was the wall phone. It was the wall phone. If you Put wanted the fingers to talk, in the holes and off yeah. you went. <laughs> and if you wanted to talk privately to someone, you just had to hope that the phone had a yeah. long enough cord that you could maybe go into the lounge room and shut the sliding That's right. you know, plywood door so that no one would hear what and, you're discussing. And then if you had a mum and dad that wouldn't let you do that when the boyfriend <laughs> called, that was really bad. You had to sit there and talk in code. <laughs> but you're right. Um, with, the, with technology comes this we're conditioned to you know respond within seconds and to reply to text straight away or, um, you know, Facebook messages where that really probably isn't helpful for our brain and our stress level. No, and I think it's probably indicative of how tightly wound up our nervous system is. Like I see a lot of people that have um, sleep issues and the reason why we develop, I believe, why we develop sleeping problems is that we, we, because of this higher level of stress that our nervous system now is constantly attuned to and because we don't do things every day to de-stress or get that stress back out Mm. like if you work all day here at the studio and then you're racing home to pick kids up after school you know your husband's going to be home at a certain time dinner's got to be on the table kids have got to do homework all of that sort of stuff you're by the end of the day all that stress hormone and all that stress is still in your system yeah you know, unless you consciously consciously go for a walk after dinner where you de-stress or maybe have a rule that 7 o'clock and all the mums out there will be laughing, but that at 7 o'clock all the jobs in the house are done oh, we so, that, the, so that you can sit down and but start to read and game plan. de-stress yeah. from, that, from yeah. your day as well because otherwise you go to bed and you're exhausted but your nervous system is still too turned on. And then you can't sleep properly. Yeah, or you'll sleep for two hours and you'll wake up and then because your nervous system was still too turned on, if you miss that next cycle of sleep, you'll be awake for another hour and a half. Yeah, and if yes. you miss that one, you're awake for another hour and a half. And then by the time you do fall asleep, so it's, it's that a vicious circle. Yeah, it's that stress, that pace of life during the day that we're not. And oftentimes it's a bit like the old analogy is the frog in the pot of water. You know, oh, if we yes. put a frog in a pot of water and turn the gas on, you know, we're happily swimming around to right before we turn bright red. Mm. But, you know, we don't realize that we're getting cooked until we. Hit critical mass. Absolutely. Well, Peter, let's have a quick break. When we come back, though, let's look at the signs and symptoms because we want to be able to pick up on this fairly early. Yeah, how to recognise that our stress levels are getting too high. Good idea. And how do you know if you're stressed, Peter? That's the next thing is trying to identify when you are feeling stressed. Well, look, I think it's it's part of, and we'll talk about that more in the third stage, about um, becoming more aware of, of when we're stressed. But... For me personally, like one of the ways I know that I'm more stressed is if, particularly more when the kids were younger, if I came home from work and the kids did something or made a mess or whatever and they did it the day before and they're going to do it again the day after, but today was like the last straw, Mm. you know, and I might have blown my stack a little bit or got a bit cranky. Yep. The reality is it's nothing to do with what the kids were doing because that's what they do, but it was more that's how I know that I'm stressed. So if I'm starting to get a bit more cranky or irritable or, you know, driving to work, if I'm getting more frustrated with, you know, other drivers or whatever, nothing to do with the other drivers because there's always bad drivers around. Yes. But it's more to do with where my nervous system is up to. Okay. Um, Another one for me is if I find myself staying up too late, you know, that's often a sign that I'm more stressed. Yeah, that's a 
interesting. Got to watch one more episode. Yes, I do that a lot. I think it's almost avoiding having that time to stop. And yeah. possibly think because yeah. you know you're not feeling good, so it's almost like I'm just going to keep going, watch whatever I'm watching, distract and yourself, fall and, asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's an interesting one. And for me too, if I'm eating after dinner of a night time, you know, sometimes you can get that bad habit where you're looking for something sweet or oh. something to eat after yeah, you've already had a full meal. Yeah, yeah. So that for me, if I'm doing that every night, you know, that's rather than be thinking, oh, a bit of chocolate would be nice. I need to stop and think. What am I stressing about that I'm having to try and chemically make myself feel better by um, having some chocolate or having something sweet? I must be constantly stressed. That's a, <laughs> but that's Sometimes very true. it's a habit too. Yeah. And yes. then probably with um, COVID was the increased alcohol consumption. Yeah. You know, alcohol sales Australia-wide, I'm sure worldwide, went through the roof because I think a lot of us were turning towards you know alcohol as being something that quickly changes our mood and it actually does de-stress that central nervous system. So, yeah, yes. yeah, there's a lot of behavioral things that we do unconsciously that we might not be aware we're stressed, but we just slip into those patterns. And it's a good one to be aware of right now because with Christmas on the way, um, it can be a triggering time and a challenging time for a lot yeah. of people. It can be a very lonely and sad time as yeah. well if you're you know, you're not with loved ones for whatever reason. It's very hard. So, I think it's a it's a good timely reminder to to try to identify stress. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how you de-stress. And yeah, that's so we love one. we'd love some ideas from some of our listeners too. If anyone's got some great ideas or tips of what they do to de-stress, we'd love to hear. You know what helps me? Listening to music. Yeah, that's a great one. And actually, my husband plays the guitar when he's stressed. Fantastic. So he's been, you know, locking himself in his room of late because it's a very stressful time for his <laughs> but that's work. But that's how you know his stress yes. is when he disappears and he's playing his guitar. That's a good sign. But I wanted to ask you, um, my parents and entire family are teachers, and I know this doesn't just happen with teachers, but it yep. was very funny, particularly with my mum. Uh, she would teach, be fine all throughout the term, and then, you know, as soon as holidays kicked in within that first week, she'd get sick. Yeah, look, is it's, that a thing? It is a thing. It is a thing. And I see it a lot in the teaching profession. And often if you'd asked your mum, did she think she was stressed? She would have said, no, Yeah, I'm busy, but I'm fine. But yes. it's always a surprise because sometimes our head thinks we're doing better than what our body does. And I always say that, you know, my saying's always that the stress has to come out somewhere. So a lot of teachers would definitely like your mum. Busy, 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 get to holidays and then crash and burn. Yeah, and you hear get that sick. in a lot of professions. People <clears throat> go, oh, I just, I finally took a holiday and I was sick for all of it. Yeah, well, Christmas, Christmas coming up, it's really important if you've had this pattern before that you actually become conscious of it. And what you can do, the trick to not crashing and burning at Christmas if you've had that pattern is, I know this sounds silly, but start to wind yourself down now. Okay. Start to now think, okay, we've got three weeks, we've got plenty of time to get everything done. Get organized so that you're not building up the stress of, oh my goodness, if I can just make it till Christmas. You actually wind down now and start to just enjoy a relaxing and run up to Christmas. By winding down, Peter, you don't mean get the nibbles out and the wine out just yet. <laughs> no, don't start the okay. happy hour just yet. Oh, okay. But yeah, right. consciously wind get down. And, and the other thing is that when Christmas is kind of probably less likely for people to crash and burn because we're sort of busy those first few days. Yeah. So exercising definitely. through the your holiday period as well helps you to go from a higher level of adrenaline to a lower level of adrenaline. So 
keeping busy and wind yourself down slowly, but start winding yourself down now. So that is one way to start de-stressing as we head into the holiday period. And we were asking for advice, 49216216, on how you de-stress. Margaret from Wall's End gave us a call. Uh, She said she goes swimming every day at the pool and the beach. That's a fabulous way to de-stress. Yeah, that's and that's for me, that's one of my big de-stresses is going to the beach and having a swim every day if possible, particularly over the holidays. Yep. Yeah, and and the that's breathing. the that's the thing I think, and you know the interesting thing I think a big part of that, a big part of people when they say they like to go for a walk, um, or do some exercise, I think it's spending time in nature. Mm. Yeah, you know I think when we're actually outdoors, getting fresh air, seeing the water, walking on the sand, all those things are beneficial. But I think the more time energetically that we can spend in nature, like if you can go for a bush walk, um, like. They've done studies to show that your stress levels will drop dramatically after spending an hour in nature. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, and it costs nothing. And so it's just literally getting outside and getting in the garden. You know, again, you're spending time in nature. Yes, and that's all it needs to be if you're thinking, oh, I'm not up to, to doing this or yeah. that yet, just even 15 minutes. Or just go sit outside and have a have cup of tea. Have a cup of tea, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, yep. spending time in nature because – when you think about it, like the en- nature, nature's energy is very consistent and very calming. You know, it's not all over the shop. It's not like going to um, the shopping center and being around Charles crowds of people and, and going, oh bright God. lights and yeah. flashy looks. So, yeah, so nature is a great way to um, okay. de-stress. Um, obviously, getting your sleep pattern sorted. Um, there's lots of, lots, of, lots of things, you know, things like um, uh, watching a good movie. You know, watching a comedy, having a good laugh. A, laughing is so therapeutic, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Laughing so, is wonderful. Um, sleep, um, uh, overcoming body burden, so getting your diet sorted, yeah, getting onto magnesium, okay. getting your supplements, um, relaxation, taking time out. A really big one for people is what I call unstructured, unplanned time. Yep. And again, a lot of the mums will laugh at this, but it's where you have – Friday afternoon and the kids are out, your partner's out, you've just got the time to yourself just to potter. Yes. And you can read or you can sit outside or you can do stuff, but there's no time pressure. So good. So time out, uh, exercise, laughter, you know, watching comedies with the family. You know, when you laugh, that's one of the best de-stressors. So, you know, so many things we can do, Um, you know, unstructured time, increase joy, do more things in your life that you love to do which often when I ask people what it is they love to do, a lot of people really struggle Yeah. to say, yeah. oh, I used to love reading, but I don't have time anymore. Yes. I used to love going for walks, but I can't fit that in. Or Well, there you go. These holidays, if you've got one goal, maybe it is to find something that's just for you and that you like and, and, and just starting to do it um, doesn't have to be all the time, even just introducing it, you know, five minutes a day. Absolutely. And just even think about next year what you can be doing more of, you know, weekly just to sort of, do some different things even. Well, Peter, we're out of time, but thank you so much for coming in. Now, last show next week. Last show next week will be the How to, how to, the, the Happy Healthy Guide to um, Surviving Christmas. Oh, God, everyone <laughs> needs this, let me tell you. All right, look forward to it. Thanks, Sarah. I'll see it- you then. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.